While speaking with other men, I have come across a habit that has the potential of derailing conversations, or even worse, leaving a negative impression on others. Today we address the one-up man. I'm sure you've seen this. You're sharing a story with someone, and almost before you can finish it, they have a bigger, bolder, more brutal story to share with you. As if it were a competition. Today, we're helping you become a better gentleman by being an even better communicator. You're listening to The Gentleman's Brotherhood. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood. My name is Juan Sepulveda and I am here with my good friend Tamesh Bahadur. Tamesh, how are you today? Good evening, how are you? Doing very good. Probably, I'm probably doing a little bit better than you right now, and I'll explain why. <laughs> well, tonight we're, we chose a, a very interesting topic, and it's, a, it's related to having effective conversations. So we were talking, uh, we want to talk about the one-up man. Anything that you can do, I can do better. Uh, have you ever been in one of those situations where you're speaking with someone, and you tell them something that happened in your, with your car, and then before you're done, they're starting to tell you, oh, no, but wait till I tell you about my car. And then they start with, they want up the conversation. They go one level more intense or one level more tragic or one level more successful. And it's almost like a race war. There's no, there's no beating this other individual. Does that happen to you, Tamish? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you you wonder what is going through the minds at that exact moment of time. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it, it happens and you don't notice it. Conversation keeps on flowing and you keep on, you know, in that back and forth telling stories and, you know, sharing things. But there are many times where it becomes very obvious and it becomes almost like a derailment to a productive conversation. And what we want to explore is, if we are engaging in that more than necessary, how can we actually be aware of it and control it so that we can have a conversation that is more balanced, that it's more inclusive to the people that are uh, with whom we speak? And also, if we recognize this pattern on other people, how can we have an influence on it? How can we have a positive influence on their delivery? Or how can we deal with it and not get annoyed or not get distracted or sidetracked? So now that we know what one up or one upping uh, is, do you have any idea why people do this? It's something I've given some thought to. And one of the main reasons or ideas that comes to my mind as to why people do it is a feeling of insecurity. They feel like they're not accomplishing or they haven't done as much to be interesting as whatever the other party is discussing. So to make themselves feel a little better and more secure in what they have accomplished, they say, oh yeah, well, if you've done this, I see your stake in that and I'll raise you this sort of conversational poker stakes. Hmm. And, and I would imagine that in, for some people, this happens at a subconscious level. It's not that they're really actively trying to be the winners, but it's almost 
pattern or a behavior. It's it's almost a um, this subconscious pattern that they follow. But like you say, I agree. Some of the things that I was reading that it it often stems from insecurity. In now there are things that can be done in order for an individual to feel less insecure or to be more confident. And we're going to have in the future more conversations specifically geared towards a man's confidence. I think it's a very important tool. Uh, It's a worthy endeavor that pays great dividends for a man to work on being confident. And other people can, um, other people can feel when a man is, um, is secure in himself. And it has a lot of uh, positive benefits. One of them in this case will be uh, curbing a little bit of the one up syndrome. But what can, you know, just to throw some ideas out, what can a man do when engaged in a conversation and perhaps he's feeling insecure about uh, whether this is a good match in in the conversation or they have something valuable to contribute what would you say would be some ideas that they can try to mentally tackle in order to feel more secure more adequate in the conversation i think it starts before that conversation is had i believe that everyone at some point in time with some regularity they need to take a mental recap of what they do have not what they don't have flip the script We're used to looking at what other people have and saying, oh, I wish I could have that, or why don't I do that the way that person does it? Instead of doing that, let's do a complete 180 and say, I'm fortunate that I have this. I'm happy that I have the ability to spend time with these people. I'm glad that I can go here and there with my family and friends. So before any conversations are even had, if that mindset is developed and cultivated, when these conversations come up, there's less of a chance of insecurity or envy and the feeling of a need for a one-up and more of one of contentment and just appreciation of whatever the other person is saying. And and that that touches up a a little bit on one of the other reasons we were talking about is that egocentric or that self-centered point of view. Um, When... And I want to I want to make sure that I'm clear about this. You are if if you are listening and you are aware that you do this, this is not a criticism against you. This is one of those uh, components that we want to become aware of as gentlemen and as we grow as men to try to become better at them. One thing that we try to do, uh, and we work very hard at this in the Gentleman's Brotherhood, is to try to foster that judgment-free zone in which we can have the conversations and the discussions that can shine a light on the deficiencies that we may have and be very productive and, and, and helpful in, in helping the individual overcome some of those shortcomings. Um, clearly, we are imperfect as, you know, even hosting this show and uh, having these conversations and trying to find and curate these these discussions for you, we're not coming to you from a place of perfection. Like we're not looking down at the people that are uh, struggling or or dealing with this. This is something that we've gone through. You know, many of the things that we'll discuss are things that 
are part of our history of shortcomings that we might have overcome, some that we might be currently struggling with. Uh, but we try to be efficient in finding solutions for those things so that we can be better gentlemen. So if it stems from a point of ego, uh, egocentric thought, the one the, the main advice that I would have is to whenever you engage in a conversation with someone with whom you want to have an impact on someone with, you know, someone upon whom you want to leave a positive um, impression or someone who, who you love, someone who you care for, or someone who you want to keep uh, in good spirits or someone who you want to keep close being less self-centered in the conversation is going to uh, is going to go a long way trying to focus on the other individual and you know I'll let Tamesh give some examples uh, of how to do that the first one is to dig deeper right would you agree with that <laughs> dig deeper that is that is one approach um, while while you can't do that um, I think that one of the best ways to to handle that one up is acknowledgement and keep it moving. You acknowledge what they're saying and you make them feel the significance of it to them and for them, but you don't let them dwell on it and you don't try to, in my opinion, uh, one up them. Because that just gets into a back and forth. And if there's anyone else there, they're watching a tennis match at that point. <laughs> you, you acknowledge them. Oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's incredible. I'm so happy for you. And then you switch the topic. Because that way, you're not ignoring them. You're not giving them a feeling of, of being placated. They're getting acknowledged. They're feeling good about that the awkwardness goes away and now you can have a more productive conversation about something else. Yeah, unless, many times, uh-huh. Unless ahead. they try to uh, play it up a little more and one of themselves. Yes, which, which is possible. I, I've seen this happen. Uh, one thing that hap used to happen a lot to me when I was uh, going out frequently to do art shows, I would have my paintings up on display and inevitably the paintings would evoke questions. Sometimes there were some similar questions. People would see some of my surrealism style and they would ask, oh, do you know about Salvador Dali? Do you like Salvador Dali? And they would start asking questions about Salvador Dali. And I'm a big fan of Salvador Dali, always have been. And one thing that people would ask very quite often is have you been to Salvador Dali's museum in St. Petersburg? That's just about an hour and a half from where I from where I live. Well, yes. Not only have I been to Salvador Dali's museum in St. Petersburg, I've been to Salvador Dali's museum in uh, in Madrid, and I've been to Salvador Dali's uh, house in Cadaqués in 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 the coast of. Uh, it's it's almost. Uh, to France. It's, it's so far north in, in Spain. There's nothing around it, by the way. So if you're going, eat before you go. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> uh, but I had, I've caught myself in, in those situations where 
they tell me, oh, I've been to Salvador Dali's museum here. And there's a space for me to say, oh, yeah, I've been to his museum in, in, Mar in Madrid. And I've been to his museum in, you know, I've been to his house. But many times I found that it added nothing to the conversation. It almost presented me in, a, in an arrogant kind of, oh, you think that's impressive? I've been to his home and I've been to his home studio. And like, you know what I'm saying? So catching myself then and recognizing, is this a part of the story that is going to add value to the conversation? Or do I just not dig into it and start asking you questions? Oh, yes, I've been to that museum. What did you think about it? Have you been since the last remodel do you go by yourself you go with your family and you start asking questions that kind of uh, take the spotlight away from you and show them that you're genuinely interested in in learning a little bit more about them as opposed to showing them how much more you've done or how much you know how much better your knowledge is about x or y and of course there's a balance to be reached there because you don't want to necessarily just always hide your achievements or hide your travel experience or anything like that. That's not the intention. The thing is to have a balance. Perhaps the conversation goes in that way where they ask you, have you traveled to this place? You're not going to hide the fact that you have traveled there, you know, uh, but what you want to be cautious is to not uh, come across as like, Oh, you think that's impressive. You know, any, any interaction, if you can replace that, oh, you think that's impressive. Let me tell you, let me tell you about this. And then you totally ruin the conversation. Absolutely. We've discussed a little bit about insecurities, egocentric personality. What would you say would be a good response if you come across someone who is relentlessly um, one-upping you in a conversation? Is there anything that you can do to actually mitigate that um, that pattern? The main thing that comes to mind, acknowledge it. At some point, say, I can't top that. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to say at that point? <laughs> you know, they, they've won. They've, they've felt superior. They've gotten that security. You know, you say, I, I buy that, bow down, you win, and just, <laughs> and just keep it moving. That, I think that's the easiest way to to mitigate that that situation you could do that i could imagine you could do that some with a friend perhaps or someone really close to you of course but not in the general the gentleman's brotherhood is made possible in part by the generosity of our supporters on patreon our supporters unlock access to benefits including an insider's look into the Sepulveda studio, exclusive access to bonus content, instant access to a secret podcast called The Chamber, and much more. To help support the creation of content that makes a difference in the lives of men, visit patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda. I was also thinking that if you come across someone who actually is constantly going to the next story um, and sometimes you have a point, 
let's say you're telling a story about something that happened. And before you finish telling them, you know, before you fulfill the purpose of that phrase or that sentence, they start telling you about their experience. Now, of course, is a shortcoming in their part to not be able to have that equitable back and forth in a conversation. So this, this, they seem to have a shortcoming there. Mm. Um, people are not always receptive to the constructive criticism in the moment. So one thing that you could do is try to regain control of the conversation or at least try to bring back your, your purpose if it's still relevant to, to the conversation. And this might sound to some as a confrontational or a negative thing to do, but I'll give you a word choice or I'll give you some examples so that you can at least uh, envision how, how this can, can be done uh, effectively. Um, let's say, for example, I, I tell you, oh, you know what? I, I just installed in my car this stereo and the reason I'm telling you, you know, uh, side note, the reason I'm telling you is because I want to tell you about me subscribing to Sirius FM and getting three months free, for example. And then you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? I just got my, uh, uh, what is that called? The, uh, uh, some system. I know nothing about car stereos, to be honest with you. <laughs> I just bought the uh, the whole big screen for it and I added this and I added the rear view camera that it didn't have it but I still want to tell you about the Sirius you can you can say oh I want to I want to go back to tell you about what I started telling you about the stereo because I right now they're running a promotion where you can get three months free of Sirius radio and I thought that you might be interested in that and now not only did you come back to your you know, final thoughts of that conversation, but you also made it about it being a benefit to them. Um, it also, it always happens when you're telling someone a story that is interesting or a dream, or you, you're talking about a, something that you just learned, you may have a purpose for bringing this up. You might have a reason for talking about it. And it can be rude if the other person is stopping you from finishing and one upping you, but there are subtle ways for you to actually um, shine a light on the, on the, on the interruption without saying, Hey, are you going to let me finish my story? <laughs> now, of course, be the, the opposite of what we want to achieve. Um, you can also say, Oh, I want to get back to what I was telling you earlier real quick because I don't want you to miss blank. Or you can say, um, oh, before I forget, the reason I brought this up is because blank. And in a subtle way there, you're saying, before you rudely interrupted me, <laughs> no, you're, you're telling them, oh, there was a reason for me to tell you that. And, and here it is. Um, ideally, they catch themselves. Um, this doesn't always happen. There are people that are very, very set in their ways of one-upping other people. Uh, and if, if you're not close enough to them, there's very little that you can do to sway their, their behavior without 
maybe tarnishing the the relationship or or affecting it. But if it's someone who for whom you care, um, and one very prime example is if you're raising children, you might have a first hand um, view of the children doing this constantly. Oh no, but mine is better because this, or let me tell you about this other thing. There you have a vested interest in helping them adjust or preparing them for when they go out into the real world, that they're not that one guy who's always one-upping everybody else. So, and again, doing it with courage and with courtesy is, is the ideal thing to, to pursue. Now, Tamesh, do you think it's possible for one to notice when one engages in this practice? Themselves? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it goes back to the simple principle of think before you speak. Mm. Very easily, there's also the, the correlation to if you feel you're going to be upset about something that's about to be said or said, count to 10. Now, in active conversation, counting to 10 may not be realistic, but take three seconds and think to yourself, is what I'm about to say worth it? Mm-hmm. Will this have any benefit to this conversation or is this just to make me feel better? Mm. And that, I think, will dictate whether you choose to continue with what you were about to say or just switch to an acknowledgement, say something on parallel, and move things along. I love that. That's, that's very, very good advice. Um, and I identify with that. I found myself... Um, you know, sometimes you're speaking with someone and it's almost inevitable for you to be thinking about what they're telling you, but also for you to be reminded of something to contribute to the conversation. Now, sometimes there is no direct reason for you to, to present whatever it is that you think about. It might be a self-aggrandizing, uh, am I saying that right? Self-aggrandizing Hmm. Kind of it sounds like I'm translating a, a Spanish word in my mind before saying it. <laughs> or, or you're making yourself more important by saying it. Like there might be no reason. It might not contribute positively to the, to the experience. It, it might just be you looking for an excuse to say, hey, aren't you proud of me for doing this? Or aren't you impressed that I received blank? And there are times where it just doesn't, it just doesn't fit the conversation. And ideally, if you find yourself going down that route where you can just ask yourself, like, would this be a good uh, supplement to this conversation or will, will this derail the conversation? And I'm sure this, this has happened to you because this is something that I've, I've come across many times where you think of something to contribute to the conversation and the other person continues to speak. And then it gets to a point where you bringing that up no longer makes sense because now we're on to a different topic or we on too far into the conversation. It just, it will be awkward to, to bring that up. So when you get that feeling, that's a very good indicator for you to say to yourself, is this still a valuable contribution to the conversation? And if the answer is like, it adds, if the answer is no, 
it adds nothing, then there's no reason to bring it up. That usually is a very good indicator that um, the conversations it's it's it, it's past that that particular level. So as as we reach the the end of our time tonight, uh, speaking, you know, I'm glad that we are having these conversations where we explore some things that could be as of use to our listeners, but also good reminders and good lessons for us. Because having conversations with other people can be one of the most valuable things that we do in a day. Just connecting eye to eye with someone and and respecting their their presence and acknowledging their value in your life. That is one of the greatest things that we can do. We show people that we care when we actually give them our undivided attention. And sometimes that undivided attention requires us to perhaps put in a back burner all the self uh, I keep on thinking the Spanish word (laughs) Uh, self-aggrandizing and whomever thinks of the, the right word that I'm thinking of, if I'm not saying it right, let me know. Uh, so these conversations, I think, help us um, become more aware and, and be effective communicators and really create those connections with people and not take them for granted. So I know you and I, have, we've had many conversations uh, in the past. You and I don't usually have controversial conversations like you you and i are you know we don't have too much too many of those discussions mm-hmm. but but i don't i don't feel like you're ever trying to one-up me in in the conversations i don't feel <laughs> it never gets awkward like that <laughs> um so if can you think of any uh any other advice for for the the gentleman listening whenever they either come across an individual or catch themselves, uh, catch themselves being uh, that one-up man? Take those three seconds, whether you're on the, the giving end or the receiving end, because however you respond, it's not just what the other person's hearing. It's what the other person is perceiving about you as well. So take all that into account because every word, every tone, every inflection, especially in a one-up situation, it says a great deal about who you are. So take those seconds and reflect. Excellent. Very good advice. Um, And my parting words to, to the listeners would be approach conversations in, in an interested way. Try to come out learning something from that other individual uh, with whom you're speaking. And if you catch them one-upping you, that might be a good opportunity for you to open further doors and ask deeper questions about the, the event, the situation, and it, it perhaps may inform you more about why they're trying to bring this up. Uh, that might be that thing that reveals to you how important your validation is to them and not appreciating that um, 
could be a, a loss on your part. So approach every conversation in an equitable way. Try to learn from the other individual as much as possible. And don't make it a one-up contest where you're trying to show them how great you are, how much you know. Just go at it from, a, from an interested point of view where you want to learn what do they know more of that they can provide you with. What are some of the experiences in their life that they can share with you and make you a better man or make you more knowledgeable about the world. So Tamish, thank you so much for, for this conversation. Thank you I for having me. It's, it's always a pleasure to, to have you and to the gentlemen listening until next time. I wish you courage, courtesy and balanced conversations. Before you switch to the next podcast, let me ask you a question. Did you find this episode enjoyable? Did you find any part of it edifying or informative? If so, please consider supporting our show by choosing one of these options. Mainly by sharing it with other men through social media or through your own blog. By leaving a brief rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Or simply by making a purchase in our store at thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. Regardless of the way in which you choose to support the show, thank you. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.